It's Friday night. It's 7 o'clock. It's time for the sports phone. Oh, we're live. Oh, okay. (laughs) I had to do the bit once. I had to do it one time. You love that song. You know it. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Mode here on KZYX. Uh, Jerry in Portland. Jim, back in the Philo studio where he belongs. Jim, it's good to see you back in the studio. Uh, Good trip up here, though. We got a lot done when you were up here. We got the Sports Phone done from the bar, and, uh, you know, I, anyone that knows me that maybe listen to the show knows I'm not the most handy person, so I always appreciate it when you're up here and help me get a bunch of work done around the house. We Real quickly, we built you about a 20-foot stretch of new fence, and yeah. uh, which people need to know up there, they use cedar for fences instead of redwood. Yeah. And the best, by far the best project, we built a fire pit yeah, right outside yeah. the door from the sports bar phone. Yeah, it's great. No, it's, I'm, I'm excited to use that throughout the summer um, as, as the weather continues to, to kind of get stay nice up here. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone. Um, it is our first June edition, so I think can we – I don't know what the official first day of summer was. Are we going to call this the first summer 2021 yeah, edition? Yeah, the first of the day of summer is, is June 21st. It's still spring. Oh, it's still spring, so yeah. we're not even in the summer summer months. For the summer solstice, the, the longest day of the year, which is the definition, one of the definitions of summer solstice. I like it. Is um, June twenty first. We got a couple more, couple more weeks of, of uh, good to know. Yeah. See, um, what should we start with? Well, let me start with what this show is yep. for any new listeners out there. Um, if you are new to the sports phone, uh, this show is pretty simple. Uh, this is an open forum sports talk show. Jim and I, very simply put, are huge sports fans. We've played and coached our whole lives. We just love talking about sports. We like to take this hour a week to bring the bring the listeners into what Jim and I talk about on a regular basis. But more important than that, we want you, the listeners, to drive the show. If you've got a topic you want to talk about, we don't care what it is, as long as it's sports-related in some way, shape, or form. We want your calls. We want your text messages. We want to hear your opinions and topics about everything sports-related. And if you are so inclined to ask for our opinions, we will gladly give that as well. Number to do that is, of course, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports uh, here on the sports phone. Again, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports here on the sports phone. You are on the sports phone. Hello, caller. Are you there? It's our first call. Hang up. Didn't sound good. 707-895-2448. I have a challenge uh, this, this week. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hmm. Either our phones are bad or that person's phones are bad. Let's see if they call again. I'm going to try once more. Call, you're on the air. Hello, caller? Hello, caller? Sound like a fax machine, Jer. <laughs> yeah, well, give us a call back. You're on the uh, air? Seven- you there? Try from a different phone. So, so, uh, 
guy threw me off. The phone keeps ringing. Should I try it again? Uh, give it sure. Give it one more try. Hello, caller. You're on the air. So, you on the air? Jim, what's going on over there? Are we good? Um, That phone keeps ringing, and we're not getting any... Maybe someone's messing with the sports phone. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I'm going to let that one go and let it time out and see see what happens. Um, oh, now I'm flustered here. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hi, am I working? You're working. Yes, there we go. Well, okay. all right. Well, somebody's working. Um, I just called to make sure that your phone lines were working. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Always appreciate it. So I'm guessing now that you, you got anything for us? Anything? I do have a little bit for you. Um, I want to tell you that I'm not really a sports fan, but I love your show. For some reason, every Friday night I happen to be listening, and it's so much fun. Did you know? I, never. Okay, when, when we when finally, Jared, we, we keep threatening we're going to have merch, which is merchandise, <laughs> I've learned. And we're going to have hats and T-shirts and, and hoodies. And we want to let you know that that is going to be the the slogan for the sports phone. I don't even like sports, but I like the sports phone. <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right. Well, I won't um, incite you to come up with any opinions, but thanks for the great show. And you guys thank go you. on. It was oh, the thank, you, thank you. You made my Never day. You made my day early. Yeah. Hello, call. You're on the sports phone. I'm, I'm. Let me just say, Jared, I don't want to dwell on this either. Line three is no good, or um, somebody's messing with it and calling it and hanging up, calling it and hanging up. So I can put that one on hold for a while. That's what I'm going to do. One more time. Hello, call. You're on the air. All right, line three is not. Jim, I'm going to need you to All focus right. up over there. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's move on. So, yeah. So, you uh, you asked about where to get started with. Um, I think we should always kind of start with the... Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello? You're on the air. All right. Yes, your phone lines are working. I know it's so frustrating when you're doing that on the air. <laughs> and I don't want to disappoint you, so I've called. And... Um, the phone keeps doing a lot of clicking. Am I full in there with you? Yes. Is it, have you called a few times? No. Okay, go ahead. I... I no. You're loud. Uh, go ahead. The... Uh, it's really annoying, though, because there is a clicking that's going on, and it's like there's a... Anyway... It's a different sort of phone experience for me, too, so I'm having trouble with those. Say what you got to say. Go and ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll just call back and see if it can okay. be different. All right. Boy, what a rocky start to the sports phone, chair. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Let's just focus up, and, and we'll be good to go here. Um, Boy. Jim, I'm going to need to make sure. Are the phones hung up right now? Because I'm still hearing a bunch of background noise. 
the phones are hung up, but I think they're going to ring again. Okay. Well, let's 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 try to focus up and move on here. Um, right. So, w- one of the things we always like to start with, uh, because I think it's always a good starting point, can lead to some good conversations, um, is on this day in sports, which is June fourth. Uh, I had a couple uh, that, but I of course picked one as always. Um, Jim, looks like you want to try the phones again. Hello, hello, caller, you're on the air. Hi, I didn't want you to be disappointed that you didn't get the actual phone call. I know you started the show now. You're I'm on. Calling to, I'm, and I'm telling you that I am calling to um, talk about a couple things that had to do with horse racing, which people were talking about a couple weeks ago. Yep. One, one thing is that the horse and the rider or the driver, the harness racing, they're teams. They're both athletes. Their team, and when any horse race of um, significance is run or done in harness racing, the first three finishing horses and one random horse that finished, one random horse from the field finished the race. All are urine tested before they go anywhere. And you may not know how to encourage a horse to cooperate with the urine test. So I'll tell you, you know how to whistle, you put your lips together and blow. And most horses who are in that situation are trained to urinate to a particular <laughs> whistle. It's their signal. Oh, interesting. I thought you'd appreciate learning that. <laughs> yeah. And and how is Branch Rickey related to harness racing? That's here's the answer to that. There was a time when when horse racing was going on in an organized fashion, you had to identify the rider and the horse. And they wore silks, which were distinctive shirts. So that from a distance, you could see that the rider's cap were the silks of the shirt. And their caps were made of silk as well, sometimes silk and cardboard. So there was a man named Delvin Miller who drove and raised and helped... Um, bolster the harness racing sport in this country. And he had a friend who was similar to him. They were both young and very involved with their sports. And he said to his friend one day, his friend Branch Ricky, tell me, I need to, we need to make helmets like your baseball helmets. And that's when horse racing started having protective picture for people who are traveling unsheltered at 45 miles an hour on a dirt track with a lot of other animals running around. So that's what the connection is between French yeah. and harness racing and baseball. Thanks for that call. And baseball. And yeah. one last thing. You may have known Alexander, when he lived in the Anderson Valley, she did for a number of years. 
he has resources, certain uh, horses, and he's in Southern California now. There's a very interesting article about, not about the technique so much as about horse racing philosophy, something. Anyway, there's an interesting article in the New Yorker, and if you just um, search for Nick Alexander and horse racing, you should be able to turn it up if you're interested. I appreciate and that call that, and all that information, uh, Paul. Valley. <laughs> all right, Jay, that, that was a lot of information about horse racing. Yeah, I, you know, my only, my big takeaway from that is it's bizarre to imagine an era when horse racing was not wearing a, some form of protective helmet. So good on, good on Branch Ricky for helping develop whatever, like the, 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 the precursor to the modern helmet was for, for horse racing. Jerry, now that he, he brought that up, do you want to give an update on the horse racing story that this sports phone? Not, not particularly, not particularly, but if you asked, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to do it. Um, I, just the ever ch- uh, evolving saga of Medina, Medina, Medina. I can't remember how it's pronounced. Um, and, uh, his, the horse's trainer, Bob Baffert. Um, this horse, uh, has, it has tested positive again for a steroid, um, and I, I don't I don't know a lot of the context around where this test came from, um, or like the like the the context of why it was tested again. But the horse tested positive has since been sh- now stripped of its Kentucky Derby victory, um, and the second place finisher is poised to become the declared the winner. And Bob Baffert, the trainer, uh, has received a two-year suspension from entering any horses in the Kentucky Derby. So, yeah, that, that's something you didn't quite say right at the beginning of there. Just to keep it straight. This is the horse that won the Kentucky Derby, tested positive on the first test, tested negative on the second test. He, he never got hit. And then two, three weeks later, now he's tested positive again. Why that test took two weeks, maybe our medical expert could tell us. Why this third test took two weeks to get the results from, now he's been banned. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy stuff. Yeah. Let me, um, you want to take a step back with, uh, this day in sports? I'm still ready. Uh, if we've got any calls coming in, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. But, yeah, if we have a minute, Jim, sure, we can always start with On This Day in Sports. It's got Hello. some fun. Always you're, got some fun ones. You're on the sports phone. Line three. Hmm. Hello, you're on the sports phone. Oh boy. Okay. Um, uh, this day in sports, June fourth. I am going with nineteen eighty eight, Jer. In the French Open, Steffi Graf, June fourth, nineteen eighty eight. She won the French Open. In 32 minutes, which is still a standing record. Six zero six zero. Thirty two minutes. I mean, I'm watching these guys, you know, Federer and Djokovic go five sets. They're talking about three hours, four hours. Eh, man. Um, I wonder what the, the fastest men's match is for comparison. 
Um, <laughs> because, because women play one less set in terms of they play best two out of three instead of best three out of five. So I'm curious what that is in comparison to like, if you broke it down, like on an average, like average minutes per set or something like that. Let's see if I can, can find that. But uh, yeah, no, that, that's a good one for sure. Um, I, I think again, like I'm curious what the shortest men's match is. What do you got for, uh, for your first day this day in sports? Oh, for me? Yeah. Uh, I I picked one that again kind of uh, uh, tied to to the local area up here. Um, 1974, uh, June 4th was when the NFL granted a franchise to Seattle, and the Seattle Seahawks were born. Um, which uh, up here is the Outside of the Oregon Ducks and the Oregon State Beavers, it's it's kind of the biggest uh, the biggest football program uh, out in this area for sure um, in terms of like fandom. So I, I thought that was a big one um, just for the Pacific Northwest for sure to have to have the uh, to have the Seahawks um, get their franchise started today. Uh, I did take a look, Jim, um, and for comparison, uh, the shortest men's match uh, in history wow. was. Sorry, Jim, what'd you say? I said, wow. What, what yeah. is it? Uh, the shortest men's match appears to be in 1881, uh, and it lasted 36 minutes. So, wow. Yeah, with one yeah. extra set, it was, it was still, it was almost four minutes. And then the next one closest to that appears to be a 40 minute match that also went three sets. So, do we, do we know for a fact the men were playing force, uh, uh, three out of five back then? Yeah, I have the scores. Uh, so that hmm. both the matches were six zero six one six one. So wow. interesting that the the match was only a couple minutes longer, uh, and the person that lost still got a game off of them in in both situations. So that's pretty interesting. Well, uh, that was this day in sports. Now, one of my favorite uh, parts of the sports phone is last week on the sports phone. Yeah, last week was dominated by what is a sport. I can't remember why it got brought yeah, up. It, it did. It did come up briefly, didn't it? Oh, it was. It was a great one. We we, did, we decided there was a mental and a physical aspect of it. Jerry tried to claim that pro wrestling was a sport, not a theatrical event. <laughs> um, for the fan. <laughs> then someone said, for the fan. If someone can't win, then they ha- Then it can't be a be a sport. Those those aren't winners or losers. They're, it's oh so. Uh, um, that, that's what I like talking about last week. Yeah, no, that was good stuff. Uh, if you want to get involved this week, give us a call 707-895-2448. If you want to get involved on the sports phone, give us a ring. We are happy to take your call and talk about sports 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. Okay. Uh, we've got a few different directions we can go here, Jim. If we didn't have any calls, um, I, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about fans? Do you want to talk about football? What, what, what's, uh, I think just what, be- what, what's, what's the one that stands out the most for you? I think the one that stands out the most because it's so current and it's so widespread. It should be, um, fan interaction. Oh, okay. In, you want to talk about fan interaction? In a general, in a general sense. Sure. So you start it. Okay. So, I, I was going to start this. Uh, I had a bit planned to start this. Um, I had a little joke plan where I was going to kind of start with, let me give you an update on what's going on in the NBA playoffs. And then instead of talking about the, the, uh, the scores of the series, I was going to reel off all the fan interactions that had happened um, in the NBA playoffs. 
but the bit, I, I didn't really have a chance to set it up well. But so far, we're, we're partway through the first round of the NBA playoffs. A few game, a few series have completed their first round. Um, and in the, these first couple weeks of the playoffs, there have already been, if I remember, if I'm counting them correctly, five interactions between fans and players that have not uh, shed a good light on the return of fans to sports. That would be the way I would describe it. Good way to describe uh, it. Yeah. Um, it started with actually, and I didn't realize this was the first one, um, a fan in Utah uh, made a, a, lot, a, a ton of racist comments towards John Morant, the starting point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, then after that, there was video of a fan dumping popcorn on Russell Westbrook in a game against the Philadelphia 76ers. A fan at the Knicks at a Knicks Hawks game spit on Trey Young, the starting point guard for the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, what am I missing? Oh, a fan in Boston uh, threw a water bottle uh, at the starting point guard for the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving. And there's been a lot of conversation about this in the sense of, you know, fans being back at sporting events, fans giving cities a bad look and, and all these different things. I, I think there's a lot of different ways to go about this conversation. Um, but Jim, I always like to start with a question for you. I would like either your reaction in general to these things happening at these games. Are you surprised by it? Are you not surprised by it? Or alternatively, I would like to hear your most memorable, if you have any interactions with fans as a player or a coach. You, you can start with either one. Let me start with um, um, it's it might be a sign of the times, first of all. All I, I believe all racial type crimes, hate crimes, crimes against um, minorities are are way up since since the year 2016, and and I think it has to do with entitlement. People think they can get away with it. I don't think it's anything new that race based crimes. Um, haven't been under uh, under the table, just like all race-based comments. Uh, but I think they're coming out more now. First of all, that that's my that's my first um, feel feeling on it. So I think people think they can get away with it, or nothing's going to be done. That they're entitled now to to even if it's dangerous to make their opinion um, known. That that's my. That that's my feeling on it. That's your that's your initial reaction. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, the, these all. I mean, this is a lot. Either they've never been. I mean, we would know about it. We would know about it if if it was going on. Um, um you know, before the pandemic, it, it it would be just as highly publicized. It's just. It's just being it's happening more now, five times in, in a week or two weeks. So I guess that's where I, I play devil's advocate on this a little bit. Um, do you think over the course of an 82 game NBA season, there are less than five of these incidents in a normal season? 
I don't know. It's it. I don't remember five of them be reported every every year. See, see, that's where I I just don't. I I mean, we've seen fans get in fights at Raiders games at multiple games, and that's where and that isn't it with the players, but it's still fan interaction. I I guess the only thing I I take this as is. I don't necessarily buy that it's all racially charged and that people think they can get away with it. I think I think it's more it's being it, to some extent I think it's being more focused on because this is the first like return of sport of of fans to sports in the playoffs. I'm not saying that there isn't a racial element to it. I just think that there's a bigger spotlight on it. Because the fans just came back, and I think that there's, it's just happening. It just is happening more because everyone's all fired up to be back involved in, in in games and stuff. Again, I'm not dismissing what you're saying, but I'm not as convinced that this is out of the ordinary, so to speak. Hello? Is the way Hello? I will call you on the air. Do you hear me? You're on the air. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I I think I think people in general right now are just so angry and you know they're angry at everything (laughs) um they're angry at the pandemic they're angry at the government they're angry because a sports you know a player didn't do something exactly the way they wanted it to be done and and i think it's really scary to me that that people have no boundaries of what is right and what is wrong, whether they're at a sporting event, whether they're on an airplane and punch the, the flight attendant in the face, which happened, you know, I heard that on the news today, and it just, it, it's like it's seeping out into every venue, you know, all kinds of venues out there. And our, our- is it, is it, But is it seeping out because there's a bunch of racists going to basketball games? Or is it seeping out because fans are being allowed back at games and they are like overhyped? That that's I, the only distinction I'm trying to draw here is that uh, I don't think that fans interacting with players at basketball games is new. I just think we're seeing a lot of them at once, and I'm just not sold that it's because of ev- entirely because of everything else that's going on. I think there's some elements to it that it's People are just getting over-emotional being back in an arena. I, 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 I'm not saying the other case is not true, but I just I don't believe that it's 100% one or the other. I tend to believe the caller that it is um, more common now, partially because of the pandemic and people are just angry and because of politically what the, what the um, country has gone through um, which allowed race-based comments to um, almost become, but but more common in compared to what? In compared to some other cherry-picked two-week point of an NBA season, like that. That's where I I, I think there's any this any weird... time any time in the. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't think it's. I don't remember. Me neither. I don't remember okay. this yeah. many this many things happening. You know, kind of consecutively. I you know, and I don't follow sports. Like you guys follow sports, but I, I just, you know, I just don't remember it happening like this. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I, yeah. I think people are on tilt, and they, 
you know, they they don't know what, you know, they've forgotten what is appropriate and what is really not okay at all. Okay, so, so I guess all. thank you. Okay, I'll listen. thank you. So, I'll listen. So, I, so I guess my my question then become was like, is this just what we should now expect in NBA arenas, or is it going to calm down? That's that's where again where I go back to. I think this is just hyper overcharged fans that I think will tone down once they're back in the fray of being in an arena and the NBA puts down their foot says, no, we're not letting this happen, which they're already doing. I, I don't think that this is the new norm of with with with, that, with, with professional basketball. Hello, Carl, you're on the sports phone. This, this is the new norm. Hi there, this is uh, Patty. Your, Hi, your doctor consultant. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, so two things. Um, uh, I will. I wanted to address the the race discussion that that um, oh, was, you guys were just talking about first, and then I'll get to the Kentucky Derby because which we can't <laughs> seem to stop talking about. Um, the only thing I wanted to add is that I think that um, I think that ignoring the racial element, and I'm not saying that that's what anybody's doing, but I think that. Um, I think it, it, it just is, it, it's part of what's going on, and, and people are angry for lots of different reasons. And I think when people, we know, like, from history, that when people are angry, they tend to pick on whoever they feel is, is below them or marginalized. And so I think, I mean, I think if you ask, like, any player of color or any player who's, who's come out as gay or trans, that they are continually harassed by by fans um and that that's thrown out there as as part of the harassment their race or whatever it is that makes them different and so i think i think that it's definitely something it's it's part and parcel of 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 the whole like phenomenon so then people being angry and, and who people are attacking so then you're agreeing that the pandemic would bring out more of that behavior well, I mean, I think that I think people are engaging in like whether they want to or not, like they're engaged. There are a lot of really difficult discussions going on like right now that have been going on for the past year regarding um, regarding race. And I think that that's some people are engaging in it and some people are don't want to and are angry and because they don't feel like these discussions apply to them for whatever reason or feel that, you know, or I mean, like these discussions are challenging, like these, yeah. these deeply embedded systems of racism and, and, and that those things are really hard to, to combat. And so I think, I think that there, I, I, I would agree that, that, that it's a combination of things. Like it's a combination of just the angst of, um, of the, of the pandemic. It's the like social unrest that's been going on. Um, I, I, I think I, but I guess my point is I don't think that you can, you can separate them. I don't think it's okay. just like people are angsty. I, I think that, I think there's more to it. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, and I have, and I, just to be, be clear, I, I have never dismissed the racial element of this. I just think that these are, these are things that have happened at NBA games before and will continue to happen. I just think it's a coincidence that it has all happened at once because all the fans were let back in at once. I think it's it's almost like you overflowed the, the water pipe, so to speak, all at one time. I think that nothing here has not happened in an NBA game before. Again, I'm not saying there's not a racial element. I just think that it's, it's going to calm down and go back to an every once in a while type thing. 
Um, I hope, yeah. I hope yeah. I'm right. I, I hope, I hope that yeah. it's not well, going to become the And I don't know that we actually know the prevalence. Like, I don't think anybody, to my knowledge, but I don't, you know, I don't know everything, but to my knowledge is even studying this. Like, I don't think, like, yeah. we weren't even having these conversations, you know, you know, before a year ago. And I think nobody has asked players, like, hey, tell us, tell us about the kind of harassment that you are subjected to. Or, like, you know, if players even spoke up, they were just told to shut up. And so I think, I think what whatever this is that's happening like hopefully it will just spark more discussion so that we can people can better understand like what these players are are living with um or have been living with you know since for since the beginning of sports yeah absolutely i mean sorry um, I, I know I, I know you wanted yeah. to get back to, to the horse part but jim i had a question for you because i, I want to think about this in some other context you lived in england for four years Right. And English soccer fans have a reputation of getting real rowdy sometimes. I mean, it, w- is there a comparison there, like in your experience that with was English so, soccer fans? That was so different in, in, in Europe when I was playing there. It didn't happen in basketball. It was more of a culture of, of soccer, Gaelic football, mm-hmm. rugby, right. where its players actually would just drink so much, it would just turn into a drunken bar fight. It had nothing to do with anyone being angry or happy. Okay. They like to drink and fight. That That's my only a- answer to that. Um, that's yeah, fair. I, mean, yeah, I, that, I, lived, that's I studied fair. abroad in London for a year, and I remember the experience of going to a football match, and like there are like armed people in like riot gear. <laughs> like, I mean, yes. just like lining up I mean, this like the police presence at these events was very startling to me. And I've been to sporting press and sporting events in, in the states, but I mean, it was it was like expected <laughs> that people right. were going to brawl and that um, and like you know you would they would ask you when you went in like where like which team are you rooting for because they would like separate the fans from opposing sides because it just it just. That it would just get violent. So I, I feel, and I don't know that it's like that with other sports, but I for sure know that it's like that with uh, with soccer. It, and it, and it, Jerry, it was it was clearly not race based. It was right, ju- it right. was it was just drunken brawls. That's the best way I can describe mm-hmm. it. I mean, it was sure. like you're bigger than me. I want to fight you. It was that kind of bar <laughs> fighting. Yeah, you know. Uh, so Patty, well, before there's another call here, do you want to <sighs> try to explain the third test? <laughs> In the Kentucky Derby. Uh, sorry, Jerry, um, but I I had to look it up. So what I what I I, I had to like dig pretty hard. Um, but I, what I did find was that um, so, so to answer the first question, the 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 tests the two tests are um, so like one is like an instant rapid test. That's the first test, and the second test is right. one that actually can take a couple of weeks. However. Um, what I just read was that um, that the that the test result was um, appealed by the owner of the horse, oh. and so per his request, it was repe- it was retested in a lab that he chose. So he shot himself in the foot. Positive. Here. Wow. So, so the so the so the trainer shot himself in the foot with this third test. Yeah, well, and then the other interesting thing about it was the substance they found was a was a steroid, and so he's claiming that it's. It was because they used like some steroid ointment, like on the horse. Um, I mean, it's it's the whole thing is is so like fascinatingly convoluted at this point. In, in, and then you know he's also arguing that like there was such a tiny minuscule amount that it wouldn't have made a difference anyway. So th- I feel like this thing like is never ending. Like it's, well, it's and, really interesting. And that's, but and that's, it's, and that's it's the also, last. Everyone's sick of it. 
that's the last question I actually had for you, Patty, and then, then I, I think we can move on from this. But in the medical world, is 25 picogram, picograms of steroid considered a lot? Like, is that horse juicing? Is, is he, is he yeah, juicing no, up I on mean, steroids? That's, that's what, that, I mean, first of all, like a, a horse is like much bigger than a human, and I don't even sure. know like that that amount would, would impact a human. I mean, it's such a small it's such a small amount, but I don't know like the, the physiology of, of horses. And, and so I, I don't, I mean, that's, I don't know. So it's, it's this thing, I just, just to be, the last thing I will say on this is that this thing is never ending because, you know, yeah. he's now filing a lawsuit against, you know the Kentucky Derby and oh. and whatever the horse racing association is. I feel like it's this thing just like never stops. <laughs> oh, wow. so Jim, for reference for you, because I know you're a little bit of a math and chemistry guy. One picogram is equivalent to one e to the negative twelfth grams. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. It's so small. <laughs> negative twelfth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's, yeah. A, it's a small yeah. amount. Oh, I love it. Patty, I always love the medical opinions. This is good stuff. Thank you so much for calling. Anyways, you guys are welcome. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. 707-895-2448. Got about 20 minutes left on the sports phone. Been talking a little little, little horse racing follow-up, talking about fan interactions in the crowd. Um, Yeah, it's a weird one. I I also think, and I'm I'm not saying that we, we don't see this in other sports. I think basketball is a little unique in the way the arena is aligned with the crowd. Like, it's very easy to get involved with players at a basketball game as compared to, like, football or hockey or baseball where there's a a gap you have to cross to get onto the field or court. I think basketball, you see this a lot in basketball just because of the 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 proximity of players. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Okay, I'm back. I have a question. Yep. I don't don't know if uh, you know the answer to this. But what I wonder about this horse race, back to the horse races, if he know if the horse, you know, was called away, is no longer the winner of the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> what happens to all the money that people bet at the racetrack? Oh, God. Get, Good question. Do they get to go back? And I mean, do, do they have to turn their money in? I kind of doubt that. But I the people it. who bet on the second place horse. Who now is the winner? Oh, you're right. That's a great question. My mom mom claims to bet on all these horse races. Maybe she knows the answer. I don't know. There is no way that they are going to hunt down people that bet on the horse that won originally and take their money back. There's no way that could happen. But but the question of what about the horse that finished second that is now declared the winner yeah, that's that is the one fascinating. I wonder. Okay, I'll take my answer on the air that's if a you have great one. question. Uh, Call my, on my the air. answer. My answer would be real quick. I want to get this out, Jim. I have a source in the horse racing industry. I'm going to send him a quick message and see if I can get any insights on this. That's a fascinating, fascinating question. That hasn't even come up. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a call on the the sports phone. We're talking about horse racing. Huh, is is that a stopping point here? Yeah. I, did you have anything else you wanted to add to the fan oh, interaction? You, fan thing? interaction. I, you did ask yeah. me one direct question. And yeah, I would love to hear whether as a player or a coach, any memory that stands out of a of a dicey situation you found yourself in with a fan. I was part 
of a in my high school we were playing in, in a state qualifier for to get to the state tournaments which we won we won the section 6 of western new york that would qualify us for the next level our 6-10 center was shooting a foul shot and a guy came running out of the crowd he's about 5-8 jumped up on his waist, wrapped his legs around our center's <laughs> waist while he was shooting a foul shot and broke his nose. He had to play the rest of the game and the next game with oh, a broken no. nose. That turned out to an all-out all, all brawl. Caller, can you hear me on the air? Give a call back, 707-895-2448. That's, that was my experience with... Um, yeah. The rest of the craziness I had was was not... By fans, but between teams, there, there was a lot of crazy brawls and fighting between teams that, mm-hmm. that um, might have been race based. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's hard to think. That was my my. Did you? Do we have any? Oh, we had a fan interaction in high school once. Was it before or after your time when the fan ran down and tapped the referee on the side of the shoulder to ask him a that, question? Yeah, that was after my time. That was after I graduated. <laughs> yeah, we did have. I was in you Mendocino. were still coaching at that point. Yeah, I was still coaching. Yeah. Yeah, that was in Mendo, uh, and so you know the story better than me because you were there. I wasn't. But yeah, a fan went down and tapped the referee on the shoulder uh, and, and said, "Hey, can I, can I, can I ask you a question?" Type of thing. <laughs> and, At least he was polite about it. Yeah, and and the 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 ref wasn't co- so quiet. He turned around, stopped the game, got the athletic director down, and said, "You yeah, get this guy out of the gym, or this game is forfeited against your team." I mean, he he was serious. Yeah. Uh, by the way, okay. So, quick update, Jim. I have a I have a text from Hello, my caller? source. Uh, oh, do you want to get the caller in first? Nope. Okay. Um, I have a I have an update from my source. Um, in the in the uh, horse racing industry, and this is a true source. Uh, I, I will not reveal his name, but he works for uh, FanDuel in the horse racing department, so he knows his stuff. Um, uh-huh. all betting and payouts will be based off of the results day of. There will not be any changes to it. Oh wow! Um, wow. He said, "Now he so said you lose a- if you bet on the second place horse." What do you mean? You you don't the second place horse. You got your money for him getting him or her getting second. Getting second, but you will not get a payout if now that the horse if the horse is declared a winner. He also mentioned there is a lawsuit being filed uh, by the former national handicapping champion. Uh, and I'm going to take a look at that in a little bit, but apparently there's a lawsuit going on around this as well about how the about the betting implications of of this change. Do you know? Um, actually, I got a question right now. That I almost put my foot in the mouth there. Do you know if if if, if the top level horse races are male or female horses, or are they both, or is it not? Male? I think it's both. I, I'm pretty sure I've I've heard both. Um, there's like a specific name for each one that I've heard. I don't remember the specifics. Um, Huh. Yeah, uh, but that's really interesting. Yeah, so the final kind of piece of this he, that he just sent me, tracks and advanced deposit wagering companies are under no obligation to pay off uh, wagers based on the horse to finish second in the derby that is now going to be declared the winner. Wow. Yeah, hmm. that's that's really interesting. That's, that's So there's your answer, caller. There, there's your answer to the question. Hmm. Um, but that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, same with me. So kind of going back to the fan interaction parts, um, I have a few here and there. I don't have anything as extreme as what you had um, with the you know someone running out of the crowd and breaking a teammate's nose. Um, I've had a few little here and there, but uh, nothing 
Nothing as crazy as that. 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. 707-895-2448 is the number, the number to call. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Try again. 707-895-2448. Yeah. Uh, if someone's having trouble getting through um, and you've been trying for like the whole show, maybe try a different phone line. Try, a, you know, getting on a different cell phone or something because um, we, we were able to confirm the lines are working. So if you've been trying to get on for some time here, maybe try a different line or something. I'll just um, add, I'll, I'll just add to that. Um, it's a bigger problem than that. Um, one of the lines isn't working at all, and I'm trying to get it to go on to another line, and I'm got just, it, yeah. No problem. Yeah, well, we'll keep working on it. 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk sports. We'll try to get you on the air here. Yeah, fan interactions, horse racing. Jim, we got about 15 minutes left here. Uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about a slice of pizza? Let's. I, I, think... I, I make fun of this, but but it, it's a very serious story. But I, so I know I kind of started it a little humorously. But this is one of the more wild stories I've seen all year. Yeah. In like in my in my history as a sports fan. Go 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 for it! It's the piece of pizza my, my story. It is up? a very serious story. That's the, the the hardest part about. Yeah, it's serious, but it's so wild. I I find it hard not to like chuckle about it in that like awkward chuckle in the sense of like it's so bad. It's it's got it, like this weird like chuckle to it. And so I, I'm just gonna give go a ahead. summary here. Go ahead. The the head of a the head football coach at Canton McKinley High School, two of his assistants... Ohio. Canton McKinley High School in Ohio, yes. Um, two of his assistants and a baseball coach have been fired and removed unanimously from the program after a report came out that as punishment for missing a voluntary workout... The coach made one of his players eat a pepperoni pizza in front of the rest of the team. Semicircle, yeah. Yeah, semicircle. Now, why that's a big deal, and I'm going to pull this straight from the article, is the player and his family are members of the Hebrew Israelite religion, a religious faith, and so by connection... They don't eat pork. And from our understanding, that's a, a very extreme orthodox version of the Jewish faith in some form. And I grew up around it. Pork is a no-no if you follow those rules. So the coach is basically making this kid go against all of his like religious beliefs by and hazing him, as you said, uh, for uh, by making him eat this, this pizza in front of... The, play, uh, the rest of the team. There's other elements to this. There's some statements being made by the by the coach's lawyer that's saying these these exact these claims are exaggerated. There's a there's a there's some video evidence. There's a bunch of stuff going around. But without going into that stuff, Jim, I, again, I like to start with just your gut. I, what? How did you react when I sent you this story earlier today? Saved by the call. You're on the air. Oh, I don't think you were. I was not saved by the call. Sorry about 707, that. Yeah, you're good. 707-895-2448. It sounds like we might be having some phone issues, but keep trying to call. We'll try to get you on the air here in the next 12 minutes or so. Hello, caller. You're on the air. 
Holy cow. <laughs> That's like, the, that's like the 11th time I've called you guys tonight, seriously. <laughs> We're I, doing uh, it. I, mean, I thought you got a caller ID and wanted to ignore me this week. Uh, <laughs> no, there's something that started right. Well, Jerry said, I'm not talking about it anymore. <laughs> I heard it at the beginning of the show, and I recall other shows where we've had this issue before, yeah. so it's kind of yeah. normal. Uh, but, man, what a, a interesting uh, array of uh, very... Uh, you know, uh, great topics. Just, yeah, really uh, interesting pretty, topics. Pretty, pretty intense stuff, yeah. Definitely. My, I, I did, with that lady, was it Patty you had on, I think, that yeah. uh, was describing the amount of steroids. Now, do steroids uh, dissipate to where, like, you could be using them heavily here in February, but by the time you get tested at a race in October or November, would that level be lower? Is, is a question I would have, because if the steroids are present and the horse potentially is juicing during training to prepare for races, and then it, you know they, they cut it back at a certain time so the levels are passable, is that, is that part of the equation? I, I'm, Vince, you're, I'm, you're I'm out. Me, I am so out of this. <laughs> Vince, if you're asking me what the half-life of a steroid is, I barely pass chemistry. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, that would have been a question for her. Uh, I think, but, that, that, um, yeah, and I, I did. I did. I did want to get in with a stump the host. Okay, sure, that's good. Love it. We got ten minutes uh, to solve it. Yeah, well, or it could carry over, but I think you guys might get it. Um, you got my one last week, but this is my new goal: is to stump the host, you guys. Um, which is the only that each team dons the same colors? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. God dang it, man! My buddy Mark said Jerry's going to get that in two seconds. Did you, did, 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 you didn't even look that. You didn't even look that up. Nope. Because the reason I know that is because there's not that many sports in Pittsburgh. That that's the reason that one's so easy is it's just the Pirates, the Steelers, and the Penguins. There's not like a bunch yeah. of other things to keep track of. Huh. That's true. All right. Yeah. Well, well done. Darn it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's also, a good question. I did though. also want to chat with you guys. Uh, uh, Coach K is retiring after this year, which I mean, I'm a huge Duke fan, and so you know, Jerry, you guys go to that camp up there. Um, I thought that was a pretty interesting uh, moment in sports, kind of seeing some of the old guard move on, which is yeah. uh, always... Uh, this is... Uh, I listened to a rant um, I was telling Jerry before the show. He Jerry got me listening to, an, uh, to a sports guy. I don't, I don't even understand if the guy's television or radio, but maybe it's both. <laughs> um, but his name is The Herd. And That's the name of the show. The show, The Herd. Yeah, Colin, Colin Cowherd. Yeah. And Cowherd. He, he had a very interesting rant about this. He basically said, I'm going to sum it up, is that really good coaches are hard to replace. The Dean Smiths, the coaches like that. But this is different. This cannot be replaced, was his point. That this is a once-in-a-lifetime situation, the Coach K era, and that Duke will be an absolute mediocre team with a small gym, <laughs> yeah. eventually. It's, it's, it's possible. Kentucky would be the only, and North Carolina, really. I mean, you know, it, it did take a couple of coaches, but Roy Williams came in and brought North Carolina back to prominence, just like Dean Smith did. Um, Kentucky's another one where Tubby Smith's had success, John Calipari's had success, uh, after a great coach did his time. It's doable. Um, Coach K probably hasn't done half the recruiting in, you know, five to ten years. It's his assistant coaches who are really the ones connecting with the players. 
And they were smart to bring, you know, just like I think North Carolina hiring uh, or bringing on Hubert Davis after uh, Roy Williams stepped down. He's been on the bench for six, seven years. He's been doing the majority of the recruiting. I only The thing I think will change, and I hope it does, is that Duke will maybe go back towards recruiting players that will play two or three years. And I think mm-hmm. we talked about this before, where the G League is going to start stealing more and more of the one-and-done guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I look forward to that shift. Um, I mean, I, I love Coach K. I, I do think it's probably healthy for him to move on. I think it's probably healthy for the program to move on. Um, but it is hard. There are there are other programs. Indiana's never been relevant after Bobby Knight. Um, there, so there are examples where that, that person and that personality carried the program, and it will fade off. I don't think it will. Uh, it may have a couple off years, but I don't think it will totally crash um, like some others have. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be weird to, like, I, I think Vince even said this, like, and Jim mentioned it also, seeing somebody else coach North Carolina or Kansas or do, or Kentucky or some of these bigger, like, uh, state programs, that it's, it's not as, it's not going to be as shocking as seeing John Shire being the head coach of Duke, right? It's, it, there's the, the, it's, it's not going to be as bizarre if for those other schools. Seeing someone else coach Duke on a day-to-day basis, for some reason, has got a really weird feel to it in a way that other programs don't. Um, but I, I am also with you, though. I, I, I would imagine John Shire's been doing a lot for that program for a long time now, um, from the time he took, he came onto that, at that program as assistant coach. So I'm not as convinced that Duke is just going to fall into mediocrity as, as some are, but, uh, it's going to be really weird. It's going to absolutely be really weird to see someone else other than Mike Shevsky coaching that team, not this year, but, uh, the following season. De- definitely. And, and we've already seen in college basketball the parity level, uh, get tighter anyways. Right. Mid majors and, you know, how many times has Duke or Kentucky or Carolina won the title in the last few years? They haven't. Right. right. Uh, so there's so much parity already. I don't think that, uh, you know, if anything, Duke's already fallen off towards the end of Coach K's career. You know, the program didn't do a heck of a lot last year at all. So kind of a kind – of, it'll be fun to watch. I like change. Change is good. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Change, change, change is, is is good. I look forward to it. Um, Vince, I don't question think off the top. To question off the top of my head for both of you guys, Chair. Oh, go for it, Chair. You're first. The percentage of I'm I'm throwing some generalities. The percentage of powerhouse college sports programs, public versus private. In what sport? Any sport. Total NCAA dominant programs in any sport. I this is such a broad question. Like, how do you want me to cat? Like, do, how do you want me to try to answer this? Go go with like, football first. What percentage are private D one powerhouses versus public? I'll bet you it's ninety to ten, eighty to twenty. Public. I think it's more than that. I would say it's like ninety five to five. And what about basketball? I'll bet you it's still eighty percent. This is a rarity. Vince, what do you say? Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's very very small percentage of private universities that actually compete well college basketball may be a little bit better with the uh the ivy leagues and some of the small big east schools and i think university of miami might be a, not a you know not a state school it's a private school so 
college basketball, college hockey is probably a little bit better percentage, but I would say college sure. baseball, college softball, college football are 98% public. Hmm. So I think that's going to be a harder comeback for for Duke post Shashevsky era. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're down to a few more minutes. Got um Got anything else, Vince? I know it was hard for you to get through today. No, well, it was great topics. I mean, I really, you know, I'd have to say I, I you know, we guys were, you opened up with all the shenanigans that happened in the NBA playoffs. It's a shame. You know, there was uh, some bad basketball. There was some good basketball. A lot of great stories to be told in the games themselves. And the biggest, you know, uh, pieces of news were all these moronic mm-hmm. fans and all this, you know, silly stuff happening. And I'd have to say that that stuff's been happening forever. You hear about it more now because people are able to uh, report in the moment, whether they're mm-hmm. you know just sitting next to it or a few rows away or whatever. It's That's all true. over the place. So I think we hear about it more now. It's more egregious now than ever because not just the pandemic, Jim, but think about the four years of the last president. I know that was almost enabled. It was almost enabled, and then we go into a pandemic, and now we're going out of it. People are pent up and frustrated and angry about. That's, a ton of stuff. So that fed into it. I just think it's more brazen now than ever before. But it's always been. Vince, thanks. Time's up. Thanks, thanks Vince. You thanks. guys. Great night. Chair, I think we came to a consensus on 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 that topic. That that there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which sure. is rare for the sports phone. <laughs> yeah, it is rare that we come to any sort of. Agreement. Well, I, I'll apologize first, Jared. Then you can sign off. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties. Um, we will get those fixed by next by next week. And I'm glad we got um, the people through. We got through. I love the sports phone. Thanks everyone for calling. You got 30 yeah, abs- seconds, Jer. Absolutely. Uh, oh, we're not. I wanted to talk more about pizza, but we're not going to get to it. Uh, I want to. I want to talk. I want to come back to that topic next week because I have more to say about it for sure. Um, but yeah, thanks for everyone there for there for listening. We'll be back next week. That will be Friday, June 11th. Uh, looking forward to it. Then, until then, uh, we will talk to y'all next week. It's for everybody that called and participated in Sports Phone. This has been a production of KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.